What have I been doing this morning? This Tuesday morning? First of all, I drove Molly to daycare in Hillsborough, New Hampshire. And it was difficult to leave her for this last weekend. She had been boarded for two days and nights. But I'll get to explain that later. This morning, I opened the back door of my truck when I arrived at Peace and Paws, and Molly sat there with eyes fixated on the gate where Bo will come out and take her to the kennel and dog yard to play with her very best dog friend, Mac, a golden retriever. Now, I should never be sad to leave her, for Bo, when he greets her, when she's sitting high on the back seat, he will grab her face between his hands and give her a kiss on her forehead. She could not be more loved than when she is there. That is, except when she's home with Dale and with me. And we're so grateful that we have a loving place to leave her when we go away or when she just goes to daycare. Dale is so good about walking her. You know, I have difficult walking, and that daycare gives Dale a break for two days a week. Molly gets an abundance of exercise at daycare. She kind of oversees the whole place. And if the dogs are out of line, I'm told sometimes she goes down and straightens them out. Do you have a dog or a cat? Do you have a special pet? I hope you do. And I hope you'll have an exceptional place to take your pet when you go away. Our hearts and minds are at ease when we leave her there with Bo at peace and pause. Now I could spend my whole walk time talking about Molly, for she is, in my opinion and Dale's too, the very best dog ever. But there's a story of another dog that I really have always loved, the story of Gulliver. As a matter of fact, I named a dog Gulliver after the story, and sadly I didn't have that Gulliver for a long time, for he had heart trouble and I lost him. But he was really my dog. Most of the other St. Bernards were close to the children, not particularly to me. Gulliver was, and I lost him. But the Gulliver story I wish to tell you is a written story that I have always enjoyed and cared for. I don't recall the name of the author. It seems in the story that a traveler on an ocean liner was horrified when he found the captain of the ship had on board his huge Great Dane. That Great Dane's name was Gulliver, and that was why I named my St. Bernard Pop Gulliver as well. The passenger on this ship was terrified of dogs. He feared them, and he hated them. Every chance he got, he avoided a confrontation or a meeting with that horrid creature. If he saw Gulliver, he went a different way. If he saw Gulliver on deck, he remained in his cabin. But fate was to cast that man and that dog together, and they would be together, all alone with each other. It seems the ship on which our traveler was traveling became disabled, and it sank. In the midst of that sinking, the traveler found some wooden planks that were very much like a raft, and grasping to it, he held on for his life and climbed upon it. He found himself the only survivor of the shipwreck. He was all alone, at least he thought so.
And then he saw the head of that huge beast, Gulliver, the Great Dane. And that dog was swimming towards his raft. In but a few moments, Gulliver was beside the raft and the man was praying he'd not be able to climb aboard. But he was. Gulliver heaved himself onto the small raft and lay at the opposite side of that raft as the passenger huddled like a small ball, hands holding his legs tight to his body and his head close to his knees. Gulliver just stared at him with what the passenger was to find were to be gentle and humble eyes. Now, this story is being told by the passenger while he's sitting in a barroom and talking to a fellow customer. <laughs> now, don't be mistaken, it's not me, the pastor in the barroom, but the passenger and a stranger. And the stranger asks, well, what happened to you and the dog? Gulliver just kept to his side of the raft, staring at me with his huge, compassionate eyes, said the traveler. We were both keeping our distance, but Gulliver began moving closer and closer and closer to me. And after a time, he actually began to rest his head on my shoe. And I began to think of the humility and the love of this dog. One day on that raft, we were so thirsty and it began to rain. I was so thirsty, continued the man, I took off my shoe and I caught the raindrops in it for me to drink. And Gulliver looked at me with those beautiful, imploring eyes. When I had had enough to drink, I took my shoe and I gathered the water in it for Gulliver. That immense dog began to drink, all the while looking at me with those loving eyes. That night, Gulliver slept next to me and kept me warm, and I think I kept him warm as well. Gulliver and I became committed friends, one to the other. Oh, he continues, that shipwrecked man. After many days on our raft, I saw a ship in the distance. I waved and waved my arms. I shouted as loud as I could shout, but the ship continued on its way, never changing its path. Then I thought, I reminisced, and I remembered Gulliver's amazingly loud bark. Speak, Gulliver, I said. Speak, speak, I commanded. And Gulliver opened his mouth and roared, roared greater than all the bulls of Bashan. And it was after his tumultuous spark that I saw that ship stop moving forward and it turned to rescue us. So from that day forward, Gulliver, my wonderful loving dog Gulliver, was my constant friend and companion. Ah, said the man at the bar, I would so like to meet that wonderful dog Gulliver. Is he near? It's then a tear falls from Gulliver's devoted companion. I have him no more, he said, but he lives with me every time I tell his story. Now, it's a very long time since I read that story myself, 
and I did not find it in my library before our podcast. So some of my story might not be the same as the original, but Dale's and my love of our dog Molly is like that of the shipwrecked man for Gulliver. We will pick up Molly at 3.30 this afternoon, and her tail will wag and her eyes will say, They did come. They came to pick me up and bring me home today. I don't mind staying here, Molly would think, but I'd rather be home with them at night, for they make me so secure and I love them, and they're my comfort in a thunderstorm. And Molly, we feel the same way about Molly, our comfort, the comfort given by her, the steadfast, unconditional love and devotion. Now, why did I tell you this story on our walk today? Well, this last weekend, I attended a wedding that was ever so beautiful. The bride was delightful, and so was the groom. The people attending the wedding were friendly, so it was a wonderful celebration. I'll tell you more about it on a future walk someday. And I also had a very wonderful visit from a longtime friend named Shirley and her devoted daughter. They brightened my week. At that special wedding, the bride and groom had their puppy, Violet Clover. That's right. The name is Violet Clover. Come down the aisle. I can understand that, can't you? I can understand why they wanted their puppy there. And there was also a cat mentioned, but not present. If I'm correct, the cat's name was Rosie Q. Sparkle Pie. <laughs> now, I'm not sure I'm saying the name correctly, but this I know. God gave us pets to love and to be loved, and they make our lives abundant with their overflowing love. I hope you right now at present have a pet that you love as much as we love our Molly, or that you've had a very special pet in your life that brings back a smile and delightful memories. I, I really have to leave you now on our walk. As much as I hate to part with you, but I have to go now and pick up the very best dog in the whole wide world, our Molly. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving us so many friends in the animal world. May we be respectful of those gifts of yours to us. How grateful we are to be in your beautiful creation. Thank you, God. Until next week, this is Ken Boyle asking that the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen. Mm-hmm.